Okay, good morning to everybody. I've had the Fife Property Show on a beautiful Saturday morning. This is all about summer viewings. How to stand out the, from the crowd in the best season for selling. I mean, summer is really upon us. You can see the bright, beautiful sunshine outside just now. And when it comes the best time of year to sell uh, for this one and to be in the state agent itself, it, it, dare I say, well, would I say the houses almost sell themselves? <laughs> no, 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 no. They don't really don't. <laughs> no, but everybody, everybody actually thinks that. I mean, it's beautiful blue skies, it's warm temperatures, and the nature and bloom make photographs absolutely brilliant, make the video content brilliant as well, and the property walkthroughs. And homes look their best while the lighter nights fuel faster decisions with fewer viewings actually in the dark, which is a huge benefit, isn't it? Massive benefit, and it really does show the home off better, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's so many positives. No wonder it's uh, no wonder summer is the time of year when lots of people actually decide to sell, Perry, isn't it? Yeah, we definitely see that more homes come on the market. Um, the competition heats up a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Weather, not just the weather heating up, the competition is heating up. Um, the name of the game is to make sure that you stand out from the crowd. That's the big thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Instead of getting lots instead of getting lost in it, really, behind the scenes. How, how do you stand out from the crowd, though? That's the thing. Well, that's what we're going to cover, Jim. Okay. Well, summer's all about capturing the light, making the most of the nature, creating connections between the inside and outside, and those with the help of, well, this week's show, and you'll be on your way to finding the perfect buyer. And if you're already looking to sell your home this summer, we'd love to be part of that move. You can contact us on this link anyway, and for a chat, and talk to us all about your plans. What is the first thing we've got to think about, Perry? The first thing you've got to think about is front of house. So your curb appeal is jumping out straight away, isn't it? Absolutely. So your curb appeal is the big thing. It sets the tone for every viewing. It's creating the vital first impression when a buyer arrives outside your home. And that is key, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So what is so key about that for the people out there? Because we know this. Um, so you tell me what it is then. What is the key things about this? What, what well, makes back, I think back in 2019, a one survey found that six out of 10 potential buyers reject a house before they yeah. even walk through the door mm -hmm. that's a big that's a big number that's more than half of your viewers instantly before they even get through the front door are saying this is not for me so that's, that's that, where your curb appeals massive i see that time and time again where people actually just walk up and they think it's no for me you even get that as well where somebody's booked a viewing and then the next minute they phone up and say i've, I've done a drive-by around the house you know no drive-by but <laughs> you know what i mean Hi drive-by as in, we've been past the house, we've looked at the area, we're not interested in looking at the house anymore. Mm -hmm. Sorry? It's like, yep. but you loved the house when you saw the photographs and the descriptions, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. what's changed between that point? Mm -hmm. And often it's right down to what you spoke about just now, Perry, it's the curb appeal. It's the front Absolutely. of the house. It's, it's before they've even walked through the door, and you know yourself, it's like, oh, it's just know the house for me. Mm -hmm. You do. I mean, and, and it's, that still rings true today. I mean, that's a start from 2019, but it's still what we're seeing just now, Jim, isn't it? I think um, it's always, the, start. It's always the same start all the time. It, it rings yeah. true every single time for that reason. And um, so Definitely. how can we how can we deal with that? What do we do about that? Well, those first few moments are hugely influential. Um, 
you can tell, but we can tell because we are there with the viewer. We can tell mm. straight away from their face whether they're impressed or not as soon as we step inside. You get that yeah. instant vibe from them, Jim, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it's the sun. The sun highlights every detail when it shines in your home, making the fresh pink glisten. And also, um, say, uh, I'm a home is actually it's actually loved. Really, mm -hmm. that's what the impression it gives. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, here we go. The sun highlights every detail when it shines in your home. So exterior maintenance often feels like work and expense than it is true, but it's essential to make your buyers. Um, you know, buy into this whole thing. If you've got flaky paint on your windows or if you've got um, streaks on the windows as well, when the sun shines in or shines on it, it highlights it straight away. And it mm -hmm. can often tell people, well, my home isn't loved. Yeah, very much so. And I think on the other hand as well, one of the things that we really see when you're talking about exterior maintenance, a lot of people often feel that it's actually more work and expense, but actually that's not true. And it doesn't need to be like that. It yeah. doesn't need to be an expensive job that's going to be time consuming it can even make buyers wonder about problems that aren't even there so if people do approach it and they see flaky paint like you say they're thinking well if you're not looking after this what's the inside going to be like it's, it's the whole thing about you know again i come back to saying this every single time for people that haven't heard this as i was taught by my father as soon as you go to see a car to look over it if you find one fault there's usually another two faults that you can't find with the car um, you don't know about and that's kind of the rule of thumb i think it's a human psychological you know inbuilt thing you know the flight mm -hmm. or fight response just like yeah. that where people actually you know become skeptical at the fact that this actually looks perfect what's wrong with it? <laughs> yeah absolutely so i think that's really important that you, you understand that that you, you kind of fall into two camps of the perfection what's wrong with it or the one thing that's wrong is that one thing, 10 things, isn't it? And that's how people react to things. It could be easy to resolve that, though. I mean, flaky paint and stuff like that could be quickly rubbed down and a quick mm -hmm. lick of paint over it because it's better having a quick lick of paint over it than actually the flaky paint itself because it tells you my house is unloved. Exactly that, exactly Flip that. Flip side of this, though, Perry, is often I'll tell people, let's just go for it. Mm -hmm. And so why did I tell them that? So let's just go for it is often because the house is needing so much done to it that if you do one thing or two things, it's going to highlight straight away everything else that's needing done. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that, Jim, because I was at a property on Thursday and that was exactly the discussion that we had. So it needed a new kitchen, it needed new flooring, it needed a new bathroom, it needed painting and basically almost everything and I was speaking yeah. to the individual and he says oh we really that that, that linoleum in the kitchen's an absolute mess we're, we're going to put new linoleum down and we're going to give it a lick of paint and I said really I says do you want me to using your phrase do you want me to sugarcoat this or do you want me to be direct yeah. <laughs> and she says well no be direct that's why you're here I need you to be honest and I said I wouldn't bother I says because if you put new lino down I says they're going to rip the kitchen out to put a new one in anyway if you paint just this room, they're going to wonder what you're hiding because the rest of the rooms haven't been done. If you paint the room, it's going to highlight the fact that the kitchen's tired. Yeah, and it'll make the kitchen look even more tired. That's exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. And she says, so I, would, I shouldn't bother then. I said, absolutely not. I said, save yourself time and save yourself a few hundred pounds and let's just go. Mm. So it goes I mean, back to what you said. It's true about though. Decorating's one thing, but accessorising is the sizzle that warms up your welcome as well. This is you my know, bit. <laughs> and you know, it's your bit as well. And you, you can often take a tired kitchen or a, or a living room or a sitting room 
um, or even a craft room or anything like that. Um, a, a, a room that's been unloved for years, maybe a room that you've never ever used because mm -hmm. the children have now left and yeah. they've gone to university, they've got their own homes now, and you've got a, you've got several rooms probably sitting doing nothing, and you've not really done anything with them, and they've almost become junk rooms. Yeah. So this is where this is where you can repurpose the room, and actually with a bit of accessorising and uh, decluttering, uh, you can actually make a fundamental difference to it, can't you? Huge, huge difference. I mean, as you say, decoration is one thing, and accessorisings do warm up your welcome. You can't go wrong. We're talking about front of house here, so you can't yeah. go wrong though, with seasonal flowers. I think that's a big thing. Um, whatever age your home is, pots of petunias are just wonderful, aren't they? I absolutely love those. Yeah. Um, so they make a big difference. So having petunias in your pathway, hanging baskets, trailing begonias, all that colour at your front door. Window boxes, I quite like them. I'm a fan of window boxes. Um, even window boxes along the paths. Mm -hmm. Even window, you know, even putting the boxes along the paths is actually really nice. I mean, I often, you know, it's it, for some reason it's no my thing. It's maybe a man thing. Um, but but when I see it out, I, I get it. I get it straight away. I understand, you know, how important it is and mm -hmm. how it makes a fundamental difference. And now, whether it gets the right person at the right time in the market, because if you're off season and you need to move, you shouldn't be waiting for on season. To, for that yeah. to happen because the buyer won't wait for own season they won't yeah. wait till your flowers are out or your your tree is in full bloom at the back and um, mm -hmm. so you lose your buyer as a result so if you need to sell off season you know in different seasons other than summer then you need to sell and there's yeah. there's particular ways you can market a property and in, in order to attract the um the right buyer in that in that typical season for example winter's a classic is when people go, I'll just wait till summer. And you go, no, 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 no. Winter is possibly the best time as well because there's mm -hmm. hardly anybody listening because they're all waiting for summer. <laughs> exactly. But this summer, when you're right here, there's perfect um, things, that, the unique things that will happen in summer, which you've got mm -hmm. to take advantage of straight away. And it really is the blooms. And it's the, it's the lush green grass, isn't it, Perry? Yeah, it is. Just cutting your grass makes such a difference that it's fundamental, I think. A couple of pots just, again, brighten everything up. But it's not just about the colours and the lushness that it creates. Yeah. It's the, they're looking after this. So straight away, the viewers getting confidence that when they walk in, their impression is that the rest of the house is going to be looked after as well. And that's a big factor. You said a great idea, and I always remember this one, about the, you know, the stone chips running up the side of your path. Yeah. Just scattering some uh, geranium seeds or that inside yep. the stone chips. So they come out. Normally people will go, oh, weeds, I'll need mm -hmm. to get rid of them. But if you've got geraniums or something like that coming mm -hmm. out of this, it's like that's going to root really lush, isn't it? Yeah, it really does. Actually, what what I did, Jim, is you can actually buy those boxes of like mixed flower seeds. So it's almost like a wild garden. And as well as putting them up through your stonework, you can actually in your curb, in between your curbs where you put yeah. your gap, drop them in there, and it just looks so, oh, so nice. And it just creates that welcoming atmosphere, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I think it's not just about colour either, though. It's about capturing the light at this time of year, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, front of the house is great. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Capturing the light. I mean. Do you, do you know the saying, you only get one go at making a first impression? Well, you actually get two. Mm -hmm. So how is that? Well, walking into an entrance hall that's flooded with light is an excellent follow-up to your curb appeal itself. 
So mm -hmm. this is the second go you get at it. It bolsters positive thoughts and it rescues these negative ones that somebody has with that first impression. So you do get a second chance to make a good first impression. Now, Absolutely do. how do you do that, though? How do you do this, Perry? For me, it's about when you walk into an entrance hall that's flooded with light. Yep. And you follow that, it kind of follows through from your curb appeal, really, doesn't it? And it can bolster positive thoughts again. So it rescues any negative ones that have happened from that outside. So if you've got all this lovely approach to the house, you walk in, it's lovely and bright, then this positive atmosphere continues within the person's mind. It's like we often say that people buy from emotions. It's what they're smelling, what they're seeing, what they're hearing, yeah. isn't it? It's all of those things that come together. So I think leaving every interior door open um, will pull in lots of natural light. So that's a really big thing to do. Um, pulling in from every possible source is good, but you made a point earlier, Jim, and this is where it's really important. All of those windows and doors need to be clean, though. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. actually, if it's a nice sunny day like it is today, then it's going to highlight actually that your windows are dirty, your doors are dirty, the the dog's nose has been rubbing on the, the pane of glass and the kids' hands are everywhere. So it's really important to make sure that you attend to that. So make sure you get all that light coming in and that it's a possible positive source of light as well. Um, from the back and from the side and even from above, try and create as much light as you can. And we often see it in the East Nook properties, Jim, don't we, where they've got the skylights or they've got like the little bolt hole windows in the hallway when you're halfway up the stairs. And all of that is just streaming in that natural light. Really important to show that off, isn't it? You need as much light at this time of year coming in for that reason, because everybody wants to, the, the worst thing you could have is you've got this bright, beautiful sunshine and you've got this floral decoration as you walk up into the house and then you walk straight into the hall and it's dark and dingy. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation is even though you've got all the doors open, you've got fl light flooding into the hall, is if you've got daylight lights, and if you've not got daylight light bulbs, then put them in in your hall. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. daylight, you don't actually even realise the lights are actually on. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't give any colour. It doesn't influence any colours on the walls. It yeah. is clear ultraviolet light is like being outside so you don't mm -hmm. actually realize the lights are actually on and that's mm -hmm. why you should use daylight as well plus the fact is when clouds come over often the sun disappears and then everything goes dark in the room so it's yeah. another advantage to using daylight so it's all that sense of flow that makes your home feel bigger that mm -hmm. creates that environment now that doesn't mean to say you the, the difficulty of that is if you open all the doors and somebody's got children when they come in to view your house, then it's a mass run for every room. So yeah. when you come in as a, as a as you have to control that viewing process as you go around in order mm -hmm. to make sure everybody's in the right rooms, or the parents actually get distracted. Yes. And then therefore they're not even focusing on your house at all and they can't see anything. They can't see mm -hmm. past the fact that their children are actually aggravating them. And the first impression they get out of that is stress. They do, and it actually creates a negative vibe, doesn't it? So it's really important that you try to keep that all together. You're right. Yeah. So um, the key out of that is if you're doing viewings as a, as, as, a, as a couple or as a single person with children, uh, then first time round, probably leave the children at home. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's right for you first. Get a good look at it first and then decide, okay, right, maybe I could let the children see it now. If, mm -hmm. they, have, if they have a vested interest in it. If you're like just like, no, that's the house for us and you're, you're living there whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's me. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening whether you like it or not. Purpose for us. Um, then that, that's perfect. Um, but if you have to get them to buy into it, 
and they are of a younger age and they might cause disruption for you in the viewing process, then then first time round, view it yourself first before yeah. you actually take the children round. Because then it, you've got the second chance to get again to see it again and, and it were another sort of a fresh pair of eyes, but you know more about the property. So you, mm-hmm. you it tends to expose a lot more if there is anything wrong and you've not seen it first time round. So yeah. it's a really good top tip. I mean, clean windows capture most of the daylight. So mm-hmm. get them done every week if necessary. It's extraordinary how much extra light comes in through polished panes. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, almost if you've not got a clean window, it's like having an opaque window. Yeah. I and agree. you're going to get less lighting as a result. And therefore, you're not going to get these sunbeams. But it's like what you said, Perry. You're going to look at a window and you're going to look, that's that's dirty. That's the first impression. That's mm. that's the next impression you're going to get with this. Definitely. So everything inside um, as well. Elevate everything inside it will and improve the view to the outside. Exposing yeah. as much glass as possible with more maximum results. So keep your curtains pulled right back. Yep. Um, I often do this because it's nice when you walk into a room and you've got the curtains. You know how you have them really halfway over mm-hmm. and then they, they, swoop, they swoop back and they go into the, the ties at the side. And yeah. it looks absolutely beautiful when you walk into a room, but it lets no natural light into the room, which is the most mm-hmm. important thing that most people want to see. Plus the fact you might have an amazing, amazing view out to the front and you've just covered it up. So yeah. I often come in and I pull the curtains back. I put them in their ties still, but I pull them back. I make sure the blinds are open so that natural light floods mm-hmm. in. And I, I, and I do it strategically so no one ever notices what I'm doing mm-hmm. and how I'm doing it. I think that's really important. And I think what you say about the planning and the, the strategicness of a viewing, as an agent, it's really important that you are at that property well ahead of your first viewing because you want to be going in, you want to be opening curtains, you want to be opening blinds, you want to be putting all the lights on, irrelevant of the sun's, as you say, breaking the sky, because that cloud comes along just at that crucial moment, you walk into the impressive room and then it looks dark. So all of those things need to be planned. If you Mm -hmm. fail to plan, you plan to fail, it's simple as that, Perry. I mean, for any room that needs some extra help, try it. But what about, try these brilliant ideas, here's ones. Hang a mirror to reflect light uh, from the windows and give additional depth to the room. Uh, making it feel bigger and mm-hmm. also brighter in one fell swoop. What about a large, colourful canvas print? Mm-hmm. They can brighten up the room and mm-hmm. change its tone and vibe and literally for a five-minute job. Now, even if you're not up to a complete redecoration, putting a single wall in a lighter colour can transform mm-hmm. your room. Uh, what, what about picking a pale, neutral that complements your decor already. Each new is classic for that because you look at the inside and then you've got all these different types yeah. of um, blues, which mm. is really, really nice. And it goes well with all the seaside theme. And yeah. you have, sometimes you have somebody's got pebbles in a wee, mm. a wee basket and they've got candles in the corner. And then they've mm. also got a wee lighthouse, which is maybe white and blue stripes mm. down it sitting mm-hmm. as an ornament in the in the in the corner as well. And it mm-hmm. gives that overall impression. And maybe the wee life boy on the on the you know on the on the, yeah. the wall in the hall. Um mm-hmm. just the, all these decorative nice things. Now there's great shops in the East Nook for that, isn't there? Oh fantastic shops in the East Nook for it. And actually you can go scavenging on the beach yourself and sometimes come across nice like bits of timber as well that you yeah. can put in your property. Look at you Jim getting all accessorized. <laughs> <laughs> I, surprised. I was thinking you'll be surprised about this. <laughs> I'm just reflecting on everything I've seen in other, other properties I've actually been round because I've been round yeah. a few. Yeah, 
No, but you're absolutely right, though, and I think that's important. It's about creating a beautiful interior, but also utilising what your surrounding is. So people go to the East Nook, they, they expect to be able to see seasidey things, don't they? So if you've got them in yeah. your home, it's fantastic to do it. Um, but you're Similarly, right, I mean... When you're out in the countryside as well, you know, you you know, use some things that are uh, unique to the countryside setting mm-hmm. and actually bring them into the home, you know, um, and... and, and it, it, it embeds that impression because they've come to see your house because it's in the countryside and it gives them the lifestyle they want. So you're reinforcing that 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 lifestyle that they're buying into the first place. No one, listen, no one buys a house for three three rooms and two bedrooms and a big kitchen and all the rest of it. They can get that anywhere. They buy it for what it's going to give them. So this is about features and benefits. The features is it's a three-bedroom semi-detached house. The benefits is it's round the corner from the local school, which is ideal for the children. It's round the corner from local park, which is ideal for walking the dogs and you mm-hmm. know all the different things along the riverside, um, along the beach itself, mm-hmm. on the coastal five coastal path. I've got to get that in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> what <a> tidal pool? <laughs> yeah, what a tidal pool for open water swimming. Round the corner from there as well. So it's all these different things. It's the lifestyle people are buying. It, it goes alongside the features of the property. It's the benefits it will give them. It's totally your lifestyle and that's one of the things that we really try to promote is the journey and where the person is going and the end result just happens to be the house but it's everything else that goes with the house isn't it. So the the final thing on the the, um, catching the light and accessorising all the rest of it is the summer tone textiles or the cushions, Mm -hmm. uh, the throws, the table runners uh, softened Mm -hmm. appearance of the bulky furniture. Um, While light coloured rugs can actually revitalise your floor, um, tip, Go as big as you can sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that, that sometimes is a real good top tip. Um, what about keeping rooms fresh and cool? What should we do about that? You know, is, is, should we be keeping them fresh and cool? I'll, I often argued before, remember I said this before, is make sure the room's warm enough and comfortable enough mm-hmm. when somebody walks into it. Because mm-hmm. if it's too cold, then it'll switch people off because mm-hmm. it'll make them feel like, they'll make them feel like that. You've seen yeah. that recently on podcasts um, where they've actually talked about this and the fact that um, Tony Robbins talks about it quite a lot, um, mm-hmm. one of the most respected uh, um, um, gurus in mind, mind, um, mindset. He talks about a lot how the experience that someone has of how they feel, whether it's cold or hot, will determine the decisions that they'll make within the next day or so. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that, that's completely bizarre, isn't it? That, but that is human it is bizarre, but it's true. Um, and we, we spoke about this, funnily enough, the other day, Jim, didn't we? And we, we had one particular property recently because it was unoccupied. And I went to do the viewing and the house was so cold. And I thought, yeah. oh, this, this isn't going to work. We need to get this house warm because anybody coming in here, if I felt it, and to me it was a negative feeling, if the viewer came in, they were going to feel that as well. But actually, it's like you say about keeping rooms fresh and cool. On the flip side, at this time of the year, you can walk into rooms and they'll be too hot. And that's and actually negative the, as well. The net lofts. <laughs> yeah. The net lofts and the East Nuke. Is, yeah. You know, some of them have got, and even uh, the chalet style one and a half uh, stories, you, mm-hmm. you know, the intense amount of heat that gets put on the roof because mm-hmm. the roofs are typically, they're, they're black slate, aren't they? And yeah. grey slate. So it, it absorbs all the heat. And it's great for heating the house and heating the room, but make sure it's comfortable when somebody walks upstairs or, or it just makes them feel uncomfortable with the whole process. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's happening here, but it's human psychology that actually mm-hmm. does this. Mm-hmm. 
No, I completely agree. So buyers will stay longer in the home and they will like it more as well when the yeah. temperature is comfortable for them. And that's the key thing, isn't it? Um, in the winter, it's about cranking up the heat, as we said, but in the summer, it is about letting some of that escape. Um, and we've given examples there of what be careful of that. If you've got a noisy road outside, yes. then open the window as much as possible and then close it before the viewing. Absolutely. And okay. again, we have to do that. You know, you'll go there and as soon as I go in, I think it's roasting so quickly, crank everything open and then close it again because you don't want that noise coming in. And again, especially in the East Nook as well, because a lot of the East Nook properties are right on the pathways too. So, you know, you've got yeah. maybe a lot of people walking by and cars driving by and what have you. So it's important to take that into account. Now, the but flip main... side of that is a, it's a golden opportunity to show a, a buyer potentially a, a how good your um, double glazing is or how good yeah. your soundproofing is. So mm -hmm. when you actually open the window and they go, look at the noise, they'll hear the noise, and then you close the window, go there, gone. Just like yeah. that. So, mm -hmm. so you can use that to a positive as well as it sometimes could be a negative, but you can spin that. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it's about, as you say, that second impression, isn't it? What about other things as well we need to think about? I think you've got to maintain a gentle through draft um, that will keep the inside of the house cool yeah. and it'll keep the air fresh as well. If you think about it, if it's warm and the house has been closed up all day, you get just that natural people been living in it smell, haven't you? So it's about, again, not making the staleness with the, with the sun coming in and, and heating everything up and making it feel uncomfortable. Um, so it keeps the air fresh, keeps it cool. Um, leave a couple of the windows securely ajar, of course. Mm -hmm. um, prefer preferably facing the opposite direction. So again, you're creating this draft. So a lot of the properties we go into, you've got the dual aspect windows, whether at the front and at the rear of the property so one wee window yeah. open just creating that through draft is really great um it just encourages that natural airflow as we say but for any rooms that get full sun during the day keep your curtains and blinds closed if you can so you know if you're going out in the morning close everything up and then if we're going in the afternoon we're there ahead of the game ahead of the viewer we're opening it all up making it all fresh again and it will keep the house cool as well and that's a really positive yeah. thing to do um, if you're not in that situation yeah. where you can leave windows secure open the blackout blinds on the on the Veluxes are quite good for that. So mm -hmm. the Velux window, you pull the blackout, the slide blind on it, and that yeah. keeps all the heat out. And then when you bring it up, it just the heat and the light just pour into the room. Absolutely. And as I say, I mean, your agent's happy to arrive early. Certainly we are. We're there well ahead preparing ourselves. Um, so that way we can open everything up, make all that light come in, get that fresh air coming in as well. Um, and then we can just draw everything closed again when we leave. We, we kind of have a, a setup with our client of what the expectation is, don't we? So we know how to prepare it and we know how to leave it. So it's making yeah. sure that we do all those things. Um, but actually in a house as well, it's not just about um, air coming in. You know, plants actually are a brilliant friend for mm -hmm. that. You're keeping rooms fresh and airy. Um, they lose water during their transpiration. So that's good again. So it's letting humidity come into your room. So you've not got that dryness. Um, and that helps purify your air um, and cool down the rooms as well. People don't realise that plants actually do that, yeah. Jim. Make sure you clean them as well. That's a mm -hmm. big thing, especially if you've got a yucca plant or something like that. Make sure you've wiped everything down beforehand because there's, mm -hmm. there's there is there is a temptation just to leave it and there's lots of dust that pile onto it onto your yeah. plant. But you know, definitely clean them and the earth as well. You know, the peat and the 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 earth round about it. Make mm -hmm. sure that's not mouldy. There's yeah. a you know that's another one that usually happens with some people. You know, mm -hmm. I've I've had it before as well where it's mouldy and make sure it's just no mouldy because it just gives yeah. the wrong impression. So make sure the plants just as important. Make sure when people see your plants. They look healthy. Yeah. If they don't look healthy, get them out of the way because mm -hmm. they're not going to do you any favours because, again, this is like flaky paint. Mm -hmm. 
This it's is a negative to, impression. It's going to give a negative impression that you don't care about your plants. So mm. you're probably not going to care about your house. Really easy to keep them clean as well. The quickest top tip I can give is a little bit of warm water and actually a disc of cotton wool. And then you just yeah. dab it and wipe them. Really easy to do. Mm -hmm. And as you said, they've got, they're great. And some plants have really got a nice aroma to them and a mm -hmm. nice smell, so it could be utilised uh, alongside. But also, another top tip is the air fresheners. So if yes. you've got air fresheners that possibly could match that floral bouquet of your plants, um, then stick them behind the doors. You know, the gel packs. So you get them mm -hmm. about, what, £1.50 for three uh, home bargains? Yeah. Stick, pull the gel pack off, stick it behind the door, stick it mm -hmm. behind a, a curtain or something like that, mm -hmm. and just let the floral scent uh, pour into the room. Uh, mm -hmm. Try and go for the stuff that is typically advertised on the television all the time in terms of because because people are conditioned into knowing that smell and actually associating that smell with summer freshness and delight and beauty and euphoria. Yes. So it's like your linen smells, isn't it? It's yeah. your it's your vanillas. It's all those so nice. You come in a bedroom. As soon as you come into a bedroom, that's what you want to smell. You want mm -hmm. to smell the linen smells, the mm -hmm. vanilla smells, mm -hmm. the lavender smells. Lavender is this one of mine. all the stuff at the cell and comfort and Lenore fabric softener and yep. washing powders every single time. So mm -hmm. that's what people expect or not expect. That's what will excite them more and make Absolutely. them feel make it feel more of a home to them mm -hmm. and and what and and almost to the point that this was made for me you know mm -hmm. this house is my house because mm -hmm. it's what i expected it to be like and because mm -hmm. it's what i expected it to be like it's fitting into all my 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 criteria about what i'm looking for yeah and on that note actually when you talk about the gels and things like that i know like some people don't like to have gels and burners or like the plug-in things because of their pets um you know for your dog touching and smelling and and whatnot is sometimes not not good for them yeah but one of the one of the great things to do and actually this is something that my son gave me a tip on you know how you get the packs of like lenore um softener things that you put in the piece they're almost like a piece of paper and you put them in to do your tumble yep. drying Mm -hmm. Those are fantastic. You fold them in half and actually put them in the little slats in the tops of your radiator. And they just sit there in the little right. scent. And they, yep. they're fantastic for doing that. And again, you get them in the Lenore, if we want to use Lenore. Other and, brands are out there. <laughs> and, I, and I suppose when they run out, you can just take them out again, spray them with Febreze or something like that and put them back in. Exactly. Exactly. So it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's a real nice way of getting a lovely scent in a room as well. Um so we've cool. covered we've covered in the house. We've covered things like keeping the rooms fresh and keeping the rooms cool. We've also covered the the point of uh, the front of house curb appeal and how important that is. Um, what's um, and we've covered as well about catching the proper the light and how it reflects and pours into the room and mm -hmm. how you can utilize it to the best. Um, should be a bit. What about the garden? You know, garden. I tell you what, gardens are often neglected. It's, yeah. it's everyone's thinking about life outside in the summer uh, from you know the typical example of pims on the terrace or vodka mm -hmm. coke or a, you know whatever it is you're wanting um to the alfresco dining uh to to reading a book in a hammock uh, now mm -hmm. uh, you know people actually think these things but in reality <laughs> <laughs> these things it's like have you ever tried to get into a hammock <laughs> not easy <laughs> <laughs> I have I have been on the floor more times than I've been in a hammock. Put Me it that too. Way. Um, Not elegant. But, but, but it's that impression that it creates. 
Um, and the fact that possibly you might have a back garden where you've got two two uh, trees and you could string a hammock in between just to give that overall impression about it's the perfect place to relax and mm -hmm. in the sunshine. Or you mm -hmm. could have one of these hang these these uh, sitting baskets that actually yeah. you know attach onto your branch. And you mm -hmm. could just sit and read a book in the in the summertime in the sun, or you could mm -hmm. have a bench. You know, I I do a lot. I talk about all the benches and seating outside in the garden when I go mm -hmm. around on a video tour, mm -hmm. and and it tells people straight away that they're all perfectly positioned by the previous owner or the current owner in order to take advantage of the sun all the time. So it, it gives that impress. It gives that that message straight away that yes, the sun actually hits that garden mm -hmm. at that point. And then exactly. I talk about where south is in relation to everything and where the sun will go up and where the sun will come down in relation to the whole garden experience itself. Because mm -hmm. um, that's what people want. You don't want a garden that's going to be dark and dingy. No, you've hit the nail on the head there when you talk about the garden experience. And I think we're seeing that more so now, Jim, since the pandemic, aren't we? Because yeah. people people now have created so many outdoor living spaces within their gardens that then when they move on to the next property, they expect to have that and some see people, that. Some people's outdoor living spaces are better than their house. <laughs> really? It's like, you, you spent what? I know. It's like, wow, that's a huge number to spend on your outside living space. But some of them it, are absolutely beautiful, miraculous. They are, but it, it is now, people are seeing the garden as an extension of the home now. And I think that's yeah. really important as well. And that's one of the things, actually, before we go into kind of what you would do with your garden, when we talk about windows in a property as well, that's one of the real important things as well when you're staging your property. Don't stack things in front of the windows. I was at a property yesterday and it was a galley style kitchen. Um, really, obviously, enjoy their kitchen chef cook a lot mm -hmm. and had this um, stand by the corner window and had this big machine on it I'm not really sure what the machine did to be to be frank but it took up half the window and I said you know he said and we were talking about the decluttering and you know having that honest conversation and I said look I know you're using that every day but when the photos and videos are done and when people come to view it you need to have a cupboard where you can put that I says because when I'm walking into the galley style kitchen I'm seeing that beautiful long garden that you've got I want to see the garden I don't want it half hidden. Absolutely, that's a great top tip. And there's a there's a there's another reflection of that. A lot of people think, but if I put everything in the cupboards, nobody will see in them. The cupboards aren't that important because they could because mm -hmm. they know they're going to be emptied and they could put their own stuff in there as well. All yeah. they need to realise is has the house got really good storage? And every answer to that is well, all the cupboards that are there and the walk-in cupboards you've got, even though they're stacked full, it just gives them that impression that they could they could put all their stuff in there as well. Because remember, mm -hmm. they're coming from an existing house more than likely. And mm -hmm. for a lot of downsizers, it's like, my God, where am I going to put all my stuff? I'm just <laughs> going to bring it with me. So I need loads of cupboard space. And I actually need a big, massive attic, where mm -hmm. I, possibly with a Ramsey ladder or something like that. So I can mm -hmm. put all my stuff up there and then declutter it. Mm -hmm. Now we've done we've done previous videos on the, on the decluttering. Yeah. So uh, hit our YouTube channel and our playlists, and you'll see our fantastic um, show we did and a podcast we did on decluttering. Uh, mm -hmm. Solely solely dedicated to decluttering your house um, yep. and you know, telling you how to do it, how to get past all these hurdles of, oh, I need to I need to keep a hold of that. And it's like, no, you don't really need to keep a you hold of it. More than likely, you've probably not even looked at it for the last 10 to 15 years. So mm -hmm. you don't need it because you'll never, ever use it. Exactly. So you need to let go of it. It's an emotional, it's an emotional uh, crutch, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It is, definitely. And so I let's went get back to the garden then and talk about that. What, 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 what more can we do? 
But you've definitely go, got to go for glory. And more than anything else, having an inviting place to sit, as you said, Jim, um, creates the impression of another room. We've talked about yeah. that. So whether it's a small balcony or a large garden, um, table and chairs and are a seasonal must-have. Um, mm -hmm. If they feel a bit bare, then textiles is a good thing. Um, they come to your rescue and they can jazz up a, a garden space, um, cushions, seatings, throws, um, covering you know your naked timber so if you've got like natural timber and loads of decking we're seeing that everywhere just now as well yeah one of the things i did last year um and it was brilliant because i've now redone the decking and i've brought it out in the garden you get these outside rugs now as well that are waterproof mm -hmm. and they've got you know they're all, you can get psychedelic ones you can get plain ones they're all different patterns but putting them on your decking beside your seating area it just looks fantastic because it almost looks like a lounge outside and it's yeah. really appealing so that's a really top tip as well. Home bargains are selling them just now. They're like £15. So you're not going again to expense. So, you know, this isn't about making things expensive. It's about little top tips of how you can create a space on a budget as well, which is what a lot of people want to do because they're moving. How you can sell that lifestyle. Mm -hmm, exactly. if, it's, if it's stuff that you're going to take to your next property, then actually buy it now and put it in the house right now. Mm -hmm. because it's all new stuff and people will get that beautiful impression about the fact that you care about your house more than actually what you've got because you've got all that new stuff in there and then just take it to your next house don't exactly. wait to start that journey until because the reality is when you go to your next house what, what you're going to do is you're going to go i'll have to get rid of all this stuff at my existing house well get rid of it now and just replace it with what you've got for your new house and mm -hmm. then when you decant it's all ready for the next person to move in yeah plus the fact that you don't you know your 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 furniture's not as your your furniture's in better condition than it is right now because you because it's newer. But don't go out and buy it just because it's new. Maybe just consider actually wiping it down, giving it a quick lick of paint or a mm -hmm. quick lick of um you know varnish or yeah. or, or 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 a or a, a, a nice natural wood stain um mm -hmm. as well. Something just mm -hmm. to revitalize it. If you've got mm -hmm. shabby garden furniture, maybe actually just consider getting rid of it completely. Because again, it'll it'll give the impression it's not loved. Yeah, but again, if you don't want to go at that expense, buy some throws, buy some cushions, camouflage yeah, it. Put them over you it. know, and it just looks great. I mean, you don't have to be a gardening expert to inject some colour into your garden. Yeah. Bare patios, decks, and even lawns will get livened up if you just put some colour in it, and that could be the textiles as we said. But actually, also putting a few pots there. So again, on a deck and put a few pots of flowers. It really brings a lot of cup colour into the room because your garden is a room as well um, but actually the real trick with this and this is what I've done with my garden is if you are going to do that and get some pots arrange them in threes for whatever reason people seem to be drawn to threes and it looks like a collective and it power just three. things up yeah the power of three and yeah. so it's really important to do that as well so again if you're buying a packet of plants, you usually come in sixes or twelves anyway. So arranging them in threes is not going to be a problem for you. What do we do um, about what do we do about um, play slides and you know trampolines and stuff like that? What, what would you suggest? This is a big challenge, isn't it? Because a lot of people they do have these big trampolines for their children, don't they? So mm -hmm. it's not realistic to move a slide or a trampoline sometimes. Um, whenever there is a viewing, so for me. You could locate them somewhere where actually it then just doesn't look as prominent in the garden so you know you can relocate them in the garden if you can um but at least try and put them somewhere where they can stay away from the main yeah. function of the room so if you're coming in you know if you're coming out the patio doors don't have the trampoline right at the door put the trampoline yeah. at the bottom of the garden 
for me, if it's overpowering to the garden, I would suggest probably take it away in the short term. You can. Um, and, and just just take it down, especially mm -hmm. a trampoline. Because I've, I've literally walked into a back garden at times and the whole trampoline just, you know, dominates the whole garden. And, mm -hmm. and, and then the impression is, you know, it, it looks great for children, but the reality is you can't really see yourself as using that as a usable space anymore. Exactly. So it only it, its only purpose is to have a trampoline sitting in it from then on, and then mm -hmm. people subconsciously or un unconsciously, actually not subconsciously, unconsciously make decisions like, "Where am I going to dry my clothes?" Yeah. When it comes to summer, where am I going to sit, and how's the sun going to be affected? And yet, mm -hmm. all the time you're thinking to yourself, "But the trampoline's not going to be here when you buy this." Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they just, some people just can't see past that. They don't realize they're not seeing past it because. Mm -hmm. it's conscious thinking mm -hmm. and also they're so big those trampolines Jim they just take up so much space so suddenly the garden maybe looks half the size that it really is so that's yeah. an important factor as well with the smaller kiddies toys it's easier isn't it and we often say that about and again there's another podcast about that getting yourself viewing ready <laughs> but yeah. you can easily just have a crate in in a shed and then suddenly you just run around pick up all the bits fire them in the crate stick them in, in the shed yeah, and that's a the bit of take place, bring them back out when the kids and the kids can play and, and you know, there's no disaster there for the kids thinking that their stuff's been taken away, but it's really nice and easy for you Absolutely. to get ready. Make sure the lawns the lawns mowed regularly as well. Mm -hmm. That's a real good top tip, I would say. Make mm -hmm. sure if you've got quite a lot of moss, maybe just consider taking a moss. Uh, don't kill the moss off because you might have black patches all over your all over your lawn. You're probably mm -hmm. just better to trim the whole lot where uh um, lawnmower but mm -hmm. don't trim it so much at this time of year that the lawn is so short that it ends up burning because then the green the yeah the green disappears and um, even considering if it really is at the time of year where the the your lawn is completely brown uh, possibly even considering uh, watering it in the short term um, mm -hmm. just the day before um, people are, are due to view because mm -hmm. it does bring a lot of green back into the the lawn itself and a lot of life back into the lawn mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't feel brittle and rock hard when you're walking yeah. on it it feels mm -hmm. soft um mm -hmm. and, and and that's what people want to feel they want mm -hmm. to feel all these nice touchy feely things and um, when do. they come out into the back garden they want to engage with that it's sometimes less is more often when i've gone round on a video walkthrough and i've gone out to the back garden i've, I've zipped it you know for a while and for me that's quite difficult <laughs> <laughs> let them enjoy it yeah i've, I've zipped and i've just says i'll just see i'll just be quiet now just so you can actually hear or not hear what the sounds are like because often mm -hmm. it's just like birds chirping in the background mm -hmm. the sea you know just in the in, in, in your ear and it's just a tranquil feeling uh, you remember they've got a water feature it's going and you can mm -hmm. just hear the trickle from the water feature as well and these are all sights sounds smells mm -hmm feelings that people will engage with mm -hmm. in the experience when they're going round the property and, and outside to the out gar back garden especially. And then if, if top tip for doing the viewing as well is make sure the sun, if it's out that day and you're going you're gonna to be taking them round at the time where the sun is on the, the, the wow factor in the garden. Yeah. And that's where you should end up. When you mm -hmm. end the viewing, if you're doing the viewings yourself, you walk through the whole process. You lead people through all the right process to get out to the back garden 
So it's all nice and efficient and ergonomically laid out in terms of how you're structuring this viewing. And then you're, if your wow factor is the back garden, you're out the back garden, and that's what you leave them with, mm -hmm. that impression. Yeah. If it's raining, if it's raining, pick the wow factor in the house. If it's Typically, it's usually the dining kitchen, isn't it? If yes. somebody's got a big, massive kitchen and, and it's maybe got a lounge, you know, the open plan American style now, um, which which they're actually building is the the the, the sitting area the seat the, the sitting room and then you've got just off the back you've got the dining room and then you've got the kitchen off the side. I just did it the other day you know I've just mm -hmm. done that the other day and it's and it's it, it's a great layout to have that sort of L shaped as you go around to the kitchen um, and and that could be your wow factor if it's mm -hmm. raining outside or if it's dark and dingy outside yeah um, equally as well. Pick a time of day, especially if you're in a coastal area where the tide's actually probably going to be in because mm -hmm. there's a lot of coastal areas when the tide goes out, it just looks like a mass of rocks. Yeah. It doesn't look appealing at all. Yeah, mm -hmm. when the tide's in, it looks, wow, lush, beautiful, yeah. blue seas, wonderful mm -hmm. views um, all the way around. And again, it just all, hits all the right notes. It does. And it's, as you say, it's about creating that. You know, there might be some people who are listening or watching this and catch up that are thinking, well, actually, I've not got a big garden. I've only got a small garden. What do I do there? One of the top tips I would give on this as well, and I saw this at a garden recently, um, and you can get them, again, home bargains are getting a good shout out from us today, aren't they? But <laughs> they're yeah. fantastic. They've got outside um, mirrors. So you can get like church steeple type mirrors and even just fixing them to your wall or your fence. It just creates an illusion of space. And again, bouncing color and light. It's a big thing. Now, here's another top tip. If you don't have a garden at all, if you've got a close by area, for example, classic for the for the East Newkids, the beach area um, mm -hmm. or a park or anything like that, that's what you be, that's what you should be promoting. When somebody mm -hmm. says, oh, it'd be great if I had a garden, my first thoughts to that and what I'd be rebutting with is straight away is the very fact that why would you need a garden if the park's around the corner for the children and yeah. the beach is just across the road, you know, mm -hmm. just a short walk. And then, you know, you've got open water swimming along the road as well. You're, mm -hmm. Why would you need that garden? And the great mm -hmm. beauty of that is someone else is paying to maintain it, not you. <laughs> There's that factor too, right enough. It saves you a fortune. That's, yeah. a, that's a big plus point of actually how to sell a house without a garden mm -hmm. yeah, someone else is maintaining it and it's close by mm -hmm. so why would you need to do anything because you can go and come and go to it every single time you want mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's good it's a good tip let's talk so, about let's talk about the things the next thing probably at this time of year which is probably the most exciting um is we all know when it comes to winter time for example nights are a lot darker therefore mm -hmm. Viewings tend to go from week to week because it's weekend to weekend because that's the only time that most people can view if, it, if it's a couple both at the same time because most people are at their work during the day mm -hmm. and they can't view at night because it's dark. This time of year is a totally different exception. Mm -hmm. This is how it speeds up the process, isn't it? Because viewings can take place almost till about nine o'clock. Well, nine o'clock is probably the threshold. Viewings mm -hmm. can take place all the time, all the way up to nine o'clock at night because mm -hmm. it's still the sun is almost just setting in the background. And sometimes it's the best time because the whole area has now gone quiet and peaceful and mm -hmm. relaxed all the way throughout. So mm -hmm. pick your times of day to, to the perfect one. But should we be expecting even evening appointments, Perry? Absolutely, because as you've just said there, Jim, you know, we're get, we've got longer days, we're in the summer months. So evening has become more and more popular with people because they want to see it in that way. And as you said as well, it's really important to get that right timing. 
because yeah. actually the person buying that house they're going to be at work all day as well if they mm. bought that house so they want to see what it's going to be like in the evening so actually coming in the evening is a really nice time to show off the house because that's the part of the time that they'll actually be there as well for most of yeah. it if they're going to go outside so decisions to buy are often made faster in the summer as well as you said jim because people are getting the opportunity to see a house generally mm. in it at its best time um they've generally not got a need as well to come back in the daytime because again they've seen it in the, the lovely weather so that makes a big yeah. difference um you know if they're first viewing and they're having to do it in winter time and it's in the dark then they're going to want to come back and you're delaying that process and you're making people look further into oh actually it's not as great as i thought you know and it's and then you've got mm -hmm. to try and change that mindset again so that can be a thing um buyers are more certain when they can see everything in the light um and when everything looks at its best uh, yeah. this is a, the, that's the that's the first impression but i tell you what as well it's also and i, and I, I hate to say it because it's like it's a house you're buying it's the biggest asset you'll probably ever buy and the investment you'll ever make but but it's almost like an impulse buy for some people mm -hmm. can't be you can see it once and buy it it just gets them straight away and they think i've got to buy it mm -hmm. I've got to buy it. I've got to have it because mm -hmm. because the the sun's out, the, the the planets are all aligned, and the sea's in, and and it just makes it all happen. It's just it mm -hmm. just gives that overall feeling. It's the mm -hmm. feeling that drives it forward. It gives that overall feeling and impression to the to the would be buyers, the potential buyers, that this is our dream home. This is where yeah. we can see ourselves. This is where we can see ourselves. Now, I'll give you a classic example of that. Um, as as a seller, this is what you, this is what you've got to think about. Think about everything you thought about when you bought your house. Mm -hmm. Why did you buy your house? Mm -hmm. Because that is the reason someone else is going to buy your house. Because they're at that journey you probably started maybe 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they'll buy your house, because mm -hmm. they're probably that same age that mm -hmm. you were 15 or 20 years ago. So that's what you're selling is what you saw in, in, in the first place, mm -hmm. not what you see in it now. Mm -hmm. And that's why a clever estate agent has a good digital marketing strategy to do that. Yeah. And actually, it's part of our process as well is at the very early stages, even as we are making that appointment to go out and do a valuation on a property, yeah. one of the questions that we ask is exactly that. What made you buy the house? What's the mm -hmm. special feature that you loved? Because again, as you say, the next person coming along will want the same thing. So I think that's really important. I think the fact that we are going to get evening viewings as well, what you tend to find is that your buyer potentially will hang around in the neighbourhood the neighbourhood a little bit longer as well because they're thinking, right, okay, well, now I can get a good feel for what the surroundings like. I love the house. I love the garden. But what is the street like? What is the area like? How close really is the park? So I think it's really important for them as well that they do that. They don't necessarily want to rush home because they're going to make a decision. Um, so one of the things, again, as you've understood what their journey is and why they're potentially looking at the house and what lifestyle they're creating, Point them in the direction of the things that they're going to enjoy. Exactly what you said, Jim. So look at, you know, look at all the things. Look at all the things. Look at St Andrews, for example. Look at mm -hmm. every all the pubs and cafes and bistros and restaurants in St Andrews. The mm -hmm. lifestyle at some, and then you've got the East Sands and the West Sands, and then you've mm -hmm. got the East Sands Leisure Centre. You've got the Harbour. You've got the Sailing Club. Mm -hmm. You've got all these different things. You've got the old. You've got the golf courses. You've got the university. You've got private education at St Leonard's. Look at East Nuke when you come to that as well. You've mm -hmm. got the lifestyle it affords. It's the beach, it's the harbour, it's the five coastal path. Again, it's the it's the look at the ship in. You mm -hmm. know, it's like wow, that is um, that's an amazing, that's an amazing property. They finished that to the mm -hmm. real high standard. 
in terms of transformation. But but and then the whole front's getting re rejuvenated with all the different things. The ox and anchor is moving in as well. Um, and then you've got the waterfront. You've got and then you go further along. You've got the golf course. You've got the harbour. You've mm -hmm. got the you've got the you've got the beach as well, just mm -hmm. next to the RNLI center mm -hmm. you've got a mm -hmm. beach there as well you've got car parking then you go further along you just walk along the coastal path into pit and ween you've got all the beautiful things of pit and ween further along to east and into st monans mm -hmm. you've got everything in st monans as well the mm -hmm. east nukes the east pier smokehouse you've got the craig miller restaurant you've got the giddy garnet you've got the bash rock business park with all these experiences for the you know salt and the east nuke salt company you've got the muffin man You've got everything on your doorstep. And then, mm -hmm. then again, you go one of the premier places just along from there, which is Ely. Mm -hmm. And that's Ely is a real high-quality place. And you've literally got that on your doorstep as well as along at Creole. You've got one of the most historic golf courses in the world. Mm -hmm. This was designed by the same designer, uh, Tom Morris, that actually designed the old course. And mm -hmm. Creole Golf Course was designed and built before that. It is mm -hmm. older than the old course itself. It should actually mm -hmm. be called the old course. <laughs> <laughs> and and the history behind that is what people buy into, as well mm -hmm. as just along the road, London links, Leavenmouth, you know, mm -hmm. all these different areas which are up and coming and got millions, I would say over a hundred million in investment with the new mm -hmm. train station coming in in 2024. Now, mm -hmm. I was talking to Network Rail just the other now, last week, and they were saying they expect the rail station and leaving to be there in uh, the spring of 2024, which is just mm -hmm. a year away. Now, mm -hmm. I'm sitting thinking, I thought, well, this is going to roll into 2025, but they're mm -hmm. actually quite optimistic and says they're on track. They've got about eight different contractors working on there, on the on the, the project right now. So mm -hmm. all that investment is going in, into the whole of Fife. You come into Cooper as well. Look at Cooper. Cooper. It's a brilliant Cooper. Thing. You, you, you go up, for example, you go up the cross gates and along the Bonnegate and you think, yeah, okay, there's a row of shops and everything like that. And then you don't realise, if you're not native to the area, what you don't realise is up every single close, there's a cafe, there's a <laughs> bistro, there's a restaurant, there's all these different things. And then you've got the the, you've got the park, you've got the swimming pool up there, the, mm -hmm. the um, Cooper Sports Centre, you've got the um, you've got the Hague Park, you've got the um, River Eden, it runs through mm -hmm. there as well, which you can sometimes actually see otters. You can. And wildlife, and mm -hmm. loads of wildlife, um, and that for me is very engaging, and mm -hmm. it's literally just a short distance into St Andrews from Cooper. Mm -hmm. So, then you go into the east, the, the middle of Fife, which is the Kirkcaldy and the Glenrothes area, which mm -hmm. has again has their own merits and everything mm -hmm. that uh, everything that people will want for lifestyle. But if you don't know these areas, if your estate agent doesn't know these areas, let's be honest, you've got no chance. <laughs> you've got the wrong estate agent. <laughs> yeah, literally, if they don't understand what the what, what they're selling, they're not selling the house; they're selling the lifestyle that goes with the house. Absolutely. That's and if you don't understand that then you've got the wrong person selling it because you will suffer at the end result by thousands and thousands of pounds because mm -hmm. you've just sold a house rather than a lifestyle because a lifestyle to someone is worth a lot more to them than mm -hmm. it is a house. Definitely. It's really important that your agent does know that actually. And and I've done this before. Um, it's understanding, does your buyer know the area? Because if your buyer doesn't know the area, then you need to make sure that they understand what the area has to offer. This is what I talk about. This is because... The highest, the highest number of people that hit our website, um, and and if you're talking about a city, is London. 
5,000 people every single month come onto our website from the London area. 3,000 people come onto our website every single month from the Edinburgh area. You know, that's got to be a thing. And then overall, we're hitting 125 countries around the world. So when you're looking at big value properties, you're looking for a buyer further afield because sometimes mm -hmm. a local person can't actually afford that. Mm -hmm. And that's the key there, to have that proper digital marketing strategy. And then more importantly as well, a really good negotiator for the end result to make sure they push that value, mm -hmm. to accentuate that, to get that better end result than what another state agent can get. Uh, that's what it comes down to. That's why when you talked about, you know, they'll hang about the neighbourhood, immediately as an agent, you've got to have recommendations about where they should go and what they should see and who they should Definitely. speak to. You know, who they should speak to at the local yeah. restaurant, the local cafe, mm -hmm. bistro, and, mm -hmm. you know, all the different areas and what they should check out, depending on what they're, what they, what they've actually, what you've actually spoken to them about in the first place. Because again, we come back to saying when somebody inquires as a buyer, it's our job to make sure that we know that they understand what they're about to buy. And if they don't understand that, then we need to tell them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Hence the reason why the video talk-ups are done all the time. Because mm -hmm. just silent movies don't cut it. Mm -hmm. You know, the, 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 the walkthrough with the video. Do, 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 with that music. And it's like, what? You may as well just play green sleeves. Mm -hmm. You know, you may as well just play green sleeves on it. Because the reality is, that's all you're getting. The only person that buys into that is the person that knows the property and knows the area. And, oh, just lo and behold, that's you. You're the seller. <laughs> it's the seller that knows that this, you've just sold it to the seller but the seller's no sell the seller's selling it they're moving out of it you're mm -hmm. not selling it to a buyer at all using a silent movie hence mm -hmm. the reason why you need to talk to someone and you need to talk in your video so they know what they're buying into so they know what they want to get and that will often get someone who's sitting on the fence undecided about yeah. whether they should actually invest any time or effort in this at all to come and see your house you'll tip them over the edge so they'd actually go, yeah, I'm going to mm. come and see that because that, look, that looks absolutely brilliant. There's no surprise. As soon as we put something on social media, we get inquiries straight away yeah. before it even hit a website. Mm -hmm. No, sometimes absolutely. We, sometimes we get offers that people can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, it is why, and it goes back to exactly what we spoke about at the beginning. The house is the end product, but it's a lifestyle. So it's understanding the journey that your buyer is on as well, and really yeah. important to understand what they're wanting to do. And you talk about people out of area. I had that with an Edinburgh couple. Their thing was golf. They loved walking with the dog. So after the viewing, because they didn't know the area, they followed me in their car. I took them to Letham Glen. I took them down to the beach. I took them to where the golf courses were. I pointed out where they can get food and restaurants because they'd been out all day. So it's about understanding all of those things and giving them that lifestyle yeah. experience on their viewing mm. and hence the reason why we often do the drone footage to go in and in, in, in hand in hand with that and again this is why it's important to have dr proper drone footage i don't mean just this is the flyover thing where people do the flyover over the house and then they, they come down on the house and then they do the silent movie through the house and it's like a flyover is no good and and mm. seeing the sea is no good because no one knows outside the area where your property is in relation to that hence the reason yeah. why it's proper it's important to have digital markers you know, it's important to have something that pops up and says, that's the primary school. That's your house, by the way, and that's the primary school. That's how close it is. That's mm -hmm. the beach. That's the harbour. That's mm -hmm. Edinburgh Airport, how far it is. That's St Andrews over the hill, how far that is. That's the East Nuke. That's how far that is. That's where Cooper is. That's where the train station is. Mm -hmm. That's why it's important to have all these digital markers on drone footage. Mm -hmm. Drone footage is no use unless you have that. It's just a glorified silent movie. 
and yeah. it makes you feel great as a seller but it tells the buyer absolutely nothing agreed so, so my my final, final words, thoughts final yeah. words on this perry what's your final words closing i think for me the final words are summer is the glorious time isn't it everything's bright everything's fresh everything looks great so it's the ideal time to basically get ahead of the game make sure your property stands out and get yourself the buyer and get yourself moved to your new journey so maximize your opportunity while you have it would be my thing yeah absolutely and if you want to be moved in your new house by christmas you need to start selling now <laughs> oh no he said the c word i need i have to get it in there somewhere it's coming it's around the corner hey you never know how long it's going to take to get through the convincing process and more importantly as well you know there's still people out there that get the impression my house is going to sell just like that and everybody tells them about that they've got no facts on to 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 back that up at all and just the fact that everybody has a feeling that your house might sell quickly and it's like what happens if it doesn't you're certainly yeah. not going to be in your house before christmas i could tell mm -hmm. you that for a fact that's why it's important to speak to the right agents and actually get the right advice and possibly even put the house on as quick as possible and manage the sale process if you do get somebody jumping in straight away then all you do is you push the entry date out longer to suit your needs because mm -hmm. you can then go and find your perfect home and find the one that you want next. Easy enough to do that, because if you do have that and somebody jumps in straight away, you're more than likely got everybody else that's going to jump in later on anyway. Yeah. And you're going to find someone out of there that's going to agree to your entry date to manage that sale. So never worry. That's probably my best advice about this, is we've covered all the subjects here, but my best advice about that is, even if you think putting it on the now might get you a quick sale and you don't want a quick sale, you can manage that process where it isn't a quick sale and you could get it all into your, you could get it all to fit in to what happens. Give an example of that. University Avenue, Pitt and Wheel. Classic example. When should I put my house on? When I went to see them in August. Because they were moving to their new house in August the next year, 12 months from now. And I said, now. Sorry? What? It's 12 months away till we get a new house. I went, no, no, no. I will get someone to agree to a 12-month entry date for you. You would rather have peace of mind in the fact that someone's agreeing to the 12-month entry date and actually coinciding with what you're doing mm -hmm. rather than actually waiting until last minute for your house being built and then leaving yourself in a position of putting on the market and no one inquires. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll trust you, Jim. We'll let you do that process. So immediately someone jumps in when we put it on after everybody says you'll never get that price for it. And I went, yeah, I probably will. Well, you're actually, you're right. I didn't get that price for it. I got 50,000 more. But that's <laughs> a story. <laughs> I didn't get that price that you thought I wouldn't get for it. I got 50,000 more. Anyway, but that's by the by. I like mentioning that one because <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, no, I didn't get that price. I got a better price. Um, anyway, more importantly, though, what happened out of this is the first person came along and said, I want to take it. So how long, you know, what entry date are you thinking? Oh, well, I need it in two two months. And I went, well, that's not going to happen, ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, no bother. That's out of the picture. The price was right, but the entry date wasn't. Mm -hmm. Next person came along within a couple of weeks, agreed to the price, had a flexible entry date, agreed to everything, said, I'm quite happy to wait for 12 months because my circumstances suit, because that's the type of person we're looking for. And then we said you have to pay a non-refundable deposit of 10000 and then you'll also have to have concluded missives as quick as possible. So you can't back out after 11, month 11. Mm -hmm. 
Now, that gave everyone peace of mind. It allowed the owners then to go and plan for the future. And it just so happens they were able to find their, another house which suited their purpose because they would rather move on within a shorter period of time. So they moved in the January and actually brought the entry date forward for the for the buyer, and the buyer had their dream home. Mm -hmm. Everybody won out of that situation. That was completely stress-free. Yet everyone still follows this typical model of, my house is going to sell quickly. I'm going to wait till the last minute. I'm going to put it on when I find my house. And then that causes a huge problem, because if it doesn't work out how it should work out, you're in trouble. Yeah. So my advice is, speak to your estate agent sooner rather than later and on that note thank you very much for coming on the show perry really appreciate it if anybody needs advice from you feel free to contact perry direct uh, you can message her on this post as well she'll pick it up as well and until next time guys it's bye-bye from her him <laughs> you're caught, yeah you, you got me <laughs> you were gonna do that you're beauty right see you later guys bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.